Be patient, then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. James chapter 5 verse 7 through 11. Thank God that he is full of compassion and mercy. And aren't you so glad that God is not like you and I? Imagine for a second that you built a house that you were very proud of, that you decided was a good place for you and your family to live in. You built a gorgeous glistening pond and a fruitful lush garden. And it pleased you to watch the animals swim in the pond and thrive in your garden. You thought they were good, too. You invited a man into your home, who you thought was very good, and you made accommodations for him so that he could live with you. Not only did you make plans to dwell with him, but you were also going to teach him everything he needed to know about taking good care of your garden and all of the animals. You noticed the animals each had companions. Each bird had a mate to sing with. And each of the rabbits had a mate to be near on a colder night so that they could stay warm. But the man, you noticed, was quite lonely. This did not seem right. So you invited a woman to join him. You gave them each other because you loved them dearly. You were so pleased with your decision and a smile beamed across your face as you watched as the man became a poet when he first saw the woman you gave him. One day, when they thought you were away, you noticed your guests were making up their own house rules that completely contradicted your house rules. They had company over, and in a single conversation, the guy they were chatting with was able to convince them that it was okay to help themselves to a piece of fruit that was in your refrigerator. This was the fruit that you said was exclusively yours even though you welcomed them to all the other food in your refrigerator. The woman ate some of the fruit and then gave some to the man who was standing right next to her. You cried out from your heart to the man, asking him where he was. You love him dearly. He came out of hiding and then told you that he was hiding from you when he heard you because he was naked, and this made him afraid. The man was forthright about eating your fruit. But he told you that it was your fault, actually. Remember that woman you gave me? Yeah, she gave it to me. It broke your heart to watch your very good guests fall so far. You love them dearly. This is why you warned them ahead of time of the consequences that they would open themselves up to if they ate your fruit. The greatest of which is that you could no longer live with them. You had to put them out of your home but you allowed them to live just outside of your garden. You promised to still be with them and to protect them. You love them dearly. 
but they could never come back into your house because of what they did. Now the man and woman would have to cover their mistakes themselves through the giving of sacrifices and offerings. You sacrificed an animal and covered their naked bodies with it to teach them how they were to cover their shame. The man and woman had children, and when they were older, one of them chose to give an inappropriate offering of produce when you instructed his family to give animal sacrifices, so you had to reject his offering. His heart burned with a jealous rage, a hatred that would be revisited by other men and women, boys and girls, for generations to come. He took his brother's life, and this broke your heart because you loved them dearly. You set up a system that would allow people to cover their transgressions and allow them to live in harmony because you love them dearly. They followed your system for outward appearances, raising their noses to everyone else in piety. They neglected the true heart transformation that you created the system for, which was supposed to draw them closer as they realized they could never fulfill the system without your full support. Your heart was that they would shine your light through all the darkness in the world as you delivered them and blessed them over and over again. You wanted them to emulate your compassion and help those who were in need. But what you really wanted was for them to tell your story to others so that they would know that you also love them dearly. But instead, they hated each other. You were hoping that they would love each other because you so loved them. But their heart was more for the system than it was for their brothers and sisters. You even delivered people to them who were authorized to speak on your behalf, but they ignored them and got rid of them. So you left your home, you stepped out of the garden, and you stepped into the muck and mire. You told them you loved them dearly, and you forgave them and had mercy on them. You promised them that you were going to take all of their mistakes and just punishments that came with them. You created a legal document stating that you were taking their place so that they could be set free. They could come back into your house as if nothing ever happened, and they would be able to remain there with you forever. All they would need to do is sign on the dotted line that they believe in you and what you did to set them free, and they would receive your gift. But this time, they would become joint heirs to all your possessions. What you were offering them was far greater than what you gave them before. How can that be? And what was their response? They flogged you with sharp shards, mocked you, hung you on a wooden cross, and gambled to see who would get your garments. Reading about what happened to you, how are you feeling about the guests that you love so dearly? Although this was just a parable illustrating some of the themes we can read about in the Bible, it fails miserably to describe the themes of failure and forgiveness from Genesis through Revelation. Can we agree that if you or I was the owner of the house in this parable, we would need to do a great deal of editing? One thing is for sure, it would be a very short story if it was for me. It might have ended at the first bite of my fruit. Did you eat my fruit? Zap! This might be the reason we think God does not love us dearly. Because very quickly in this story, our love would be the first thing to get cut off. God is not like people. He abounds in patience. He is truly full of compassion and he overflows with mercy. 
For today's episode, we will be talking about patience, and to do so, we will explore a plethora of verses that will shine a light on how we, too, can be disciples that endure. As we patiently proceed, we will begin to see God's patience and the patience that He gives His disciples. Patience is a lifelong journey that emerges out of great suffering, disappointment, and the unexpected. But the one who endures to the end will be delivered. Matthew chapter 24, verse 13. And when we think for a second that God does not understand how frustrated we are as we are waiting on Him to do what we want, let us thank God that in all of His sovereign majesty, He has better endurance than you and I. And as we wait for Him, let us learn from Him. I'm Stephen, and this is the Light Disciple Podcast. God our Father is patient. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 John, the disciple Jesus loved, was patient. He was banished for speaking the word of God and for sharing Jesus' testimony. As he was suffering on the island of Patmos, where he was marooned, John received an incredible prophecy. God gave John arguably the greatest spiritual revelation of his kingdom, and we can read his writing because John recorded it in the Bible in the book of Revelation. As you patiently read the book of Revelation of Jesus, John let us know that it is the one book in the Bible that comes with a blessing for those who read it aloud and for those who hear it and take heart what is written in it, because the time is near. In other words, those who are patiently awaiting the return of Jesus who read aloud and hear his revelation are blessed. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Revelation chapter 1 verse 9. Proverbs insists that Jesus' disciples should be patient with one another. Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29 through 30. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 18. Better a patient person than a warrior one with self-control, than one who takes a city. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. The Apostle Paul teaches disciples to be patient. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Whatever love is, we know first and foremost that it is patient. Love always perseveres because it is long-suffering. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 through 7. 
If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14. Light disciples imitate those who endure to the end and cross the finish line. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. But we aren't expected to do so alone. We endure because God promises to give us strength and power. When we hope in the Lord, waiting patiently on Him and Him alone, Jesus renews our strength. But not like a crow or sparrow, Jesus causes us to soar in His power like an eagle. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 through 31. As we conclude today's episode, let us remember these three things. God loves me dearly. His patience with me is everlasting. And with his strength, I can endure anything to the end. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you know someone who is going through a trial or difficulty, who needs to know God never gives up on us because He loves us dearly, please share today's podcast with them. If you've enjoyed our show today, we would appreciate if you could subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It helps to push our show out to more hearts, which allows us to grow our community of people who are learning how to be ancient disciples in a modern world. That is what we are here for. We thank you for your support. I'm Stephen, and we will see you next time.